Welcome to this fourth and final podcast of our Advent series. I'm Janet Lozano, and I'm here with my dear friend and co-worker, Jacqueline Harper, and my two daughters-in-law, Jen and Rachel Lozano. Our theme this week is peace, and the scripture we'll be reflecting on is Luke 1, 39-45, Mary's visit with Elizabeth. I began this reflection by asking myself, what is peace? If we were to look up a definition today, it would say, it is freedom from disturbance, tranquility, a period in which there is no war. It's a state of security, stability, harmony. That sounds pretty good. But listen to the Old Testament definition. The word shalom, peace, is very different. In general, it means completeness, perfection, a condition in which nothing is lacking. It's also identified with Yahweh, his title, Yahweh Shalom. Yahweh is peace. It means that when one possesses peace, one is in perfect and assured communion with Yahweh. Perfect peace is to also to be expected in Messianic salvation. The Messiah is the Prince of Peace, and His kingdom, there will be peace without end. Now, in the New Testament, the definition continues this theme of salvation. Paul's phrase in Romans, the God of peace, is equivalent to saving God. Peace in the New Testament becomes nearly synonymous with salvation. Peace is communion with God, and Jesus himself is our peace, since he's the bond of that communion. So, Peace is so much more than a sense of well-being or lack of discord. It is communion with God through Jesus who saves, a deep, personal relationship with God. Isn't that a definition that brings so much more comfort and assurance? So now to look at the scripture of the story of Mary and Elizabeth. I needed to be with the passage before that, the angel's visit to Mary in Luke 1.28. The first thing the angel says to her is, the Lord is with you. In other words, peace. And then, do not be afraid, you have found favor with God. Then come the words that will define her life. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. I just imagine Mary. This angel is saying to her, you are going to have a son, and he's also God's son. Just imagine the impact on her. Mary responds, How will this be, since I am a virgin? So her first response was to ask for understanding. 
The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was said to be unable to conceive in her sixth month, for nothing is impossible for God. I'm the Lord's servant, Mary said. May your word to me be fulfilled. Mary's second response to the angel was a declaration of faith in God and trust in his words to her. Yes, Mary is to become the vessel of peace as she carries Jesus, our Prince of Peace. Her third response to what the angel said was to act on her words. I am the Lord's servant. So she went to serve Elizabeth. As I picture the scene, Mary's gotten over the shock and wondering about the angel's words, and now she's just filled with joy. Her visit would certainly bring joy to Elizabeth, but she's also full of joy herself over the words the angel had said, and she can't wait to share it. As I began to read this story, I remembered a scene from the play Hamilton that I saw recently. Hamilton's wife and her sister, who were very close, they were separated for many months, and now they were being reunited. On the stage, these two women see each other, run towards each other, screaming for joy, and they throw themselves into each other's arms. They embrace, jumping and laughing. I imagine Mary and Elizabeth in similar rejoicing in the following verses. Mary got ready. She hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leapt in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leapt for joy. Blessed is she who has believed what the Lord has said, that what he has said to her will be accomplished. God was confirming the angel's words through Elizabeth's prophetic declaration, and Mary and Elizabeth rejoiced together. I picture them breaking out in singing, worshiping, and thanking God. The scripture from Philippians 4 comes to mind. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. And the last verse of that scripture is, And the peace of Christ which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Mary's response to the angel was one of surrender to God's plan for her life. I'm the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you have said. Her surrender led to God confirming his word through Elizabeth. I'm reminded of the first key in Unbound Ministry repentance and faith. When leading someone in this key, 
I'll lead the person to make a declaration of faith and say, I surrender my life to you today, Lord. I commit myself to you. I want you to be in control. Sometimes I can see a moment of fear in the person's eyes. If I give up control, what will happen? Who will I be? But as they surrender control, the door is open for the Holy Spirit to come and to bring freedom. Mary's yes opened the door for us. It was a yes to salvation for the world. Yes to communion with the God of peace through Jesus, the Prince of Peace. Our yes, our surrender, makes us vessels for this peace as well. I'd just like to to pray a prayer, thanking the Lord. Thank you, Lord, that in this season of celebrating your incarnation, we take time to consider the great gift of our God who is with us. As we ponder these scriptures, may we search our hearts for these areas where we need to surrender to you so that we might share the peace, the peace that is the Prince of Peace. May we, like Mary, respond by seeking understanding, saying yes, and surrendering our lives to you. Amen. Amen. Wow. Woo! (laughs) That was amazing, Mom. Wow. I had many, many thoughts swirling around, but I think I just want to talk about my response first. Is like, I just have just, as you were sharing, just this like response in my spirit of, yes, I want to say yes. And how beautiful that yes is. And I want to say yes, because the Lord is so beautiful. As you were sharing, and I was thinking about that, I was like, this is what we're created for. We were created to be in communion with the Lord. And so I feel like my whole body is responding to what you were sharing about Mary and Elizabeth's experience. And so a couple of thoughts, like one, we were created for this, but also I loved your description of Mary and Elizabeth seeing each other. So we're created for it. And then there's this natural, I I don't know if I can articulate this, but that they knew the scriptures and they knew what it had been said about the Lord. And so they had this expectation, which I think we talked about in our last podcast. So like how beautiful you're sharing about peace tied into last week's podcast as well. But um, they had this natural response of expectation and like, we've been waiting for this our whole lives, you know, and as you're sharing, I think even that was like what was happening in me. We're waiting for this. This is what we're waiting for. And I always feel that way when I'm leading someone through the first key or even going through it myself of like, when you are connected to the Lord, it's easy to say yes. You know, the yes is easy. Of course, yeah, uh, I'll stop there. (laughs) (laughs) I have more thoughts, but I liked too how you were connecting that surrender to the to the first key and that yes to the Lord. And I think you were saying about how that can be it can be kind of scary. What am I going to lose? But you you don't realize until you say yes that you're not losing anything you actually want. You're gaining everything. And I like that description of peace in the very beginning that you shared, how it's lacking nothing. 
that you lack nothing and how we don't, we don't realize till we do it. When we say that yes and we surrender that that allows us to lack nothing, that we are living in so much lack. We don't know what it means to be totally fulfilled until we surrender to the Lord. Yeah. I just want to say, Lord, I surrender to you. I don't want to lack anything. I want to be completely full of you. And I want to know that peace, Lord. This might be so obvious to you at the table and our listeners out there, but just was kind of restruck by something you said, Janet, about Mary's yes, opening the door. Um, I can think that God's plan just is unveiled and I'm just sort of blindly walking along in it, but God had this plan of salvation and Mary, yes, opened the door. And God is a a God who is honoring of my personhood and he's a gentleman and he invites, but I have to say yes for that door to be opened. And how amazing <laughs> that what came because the door was open, but also I was also struck by how much Mary knew the good, the beauty, the just the limitless love that God had for her humanity and what he was going to do through her. But I didn't think she also knew what what sorrow she was going to say yes to and face. And yet she said yes, because God was so much bigger than her sorrow. What would come of that yes would be worth it. And it's hard sometimes for me to say yes to God when I think about how hard it's going to be. But today I'm reminded that opening the door for God is always the right thing to do. Always. Yeah, I think looking at this scripture a little deeply than perhaps I have in the past and looking at the that definition of peace just helped take it out of this story that we're so familiar with. We celebrate it and we hear the story year after year, and it can become this sort of far away, just holy thing. But it it just, the humanity of it all just struck me so much that Mary's yes is so big because she, she wasn't very different from me in terms of being a human being. And, and, and I was just struck how she already carried though that peace, that presence of God, because the angel said, you're going to become pregnant. You're going to have a baby. And she did ask for understanding. How's that going to happen? Cause I'm a virgin. And once he, you know, explained it to her. And to me, it wasn't in depth. The Holy Spirit's going to come. (laughs) I could imagine a young girl just thoughts going through your mind like, oh my gosh, does that mean I'm still going to be married to Joseph? Does that mean, oh my gosh, does that mean that my neighbors are going to reject me? Mm -hmm. You know, how am I going to do this? Did she even understand what it meant to 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 give birth in terms of, you know, mm-hmm. understanding the experience. And yet she had 
that peace, that presence of God in her, that when the angel said it, she just said it. Yes, God can do the impossible. God can do what I don't understand. So I don't need to understand it. You know, yes. And it just calls me to <laughs> to a deeper place with the Lord in terms of whatever my circumstances, instead of being anxious about getting the questions answered, to sit with the with the yes and let God unfold the answers. When you were saying that, Mom, about think all those things swirling in her head about what is this going to mean? What are people going to think? What a gift Elizabeth is because she celebrates just as much as Mary. And it's making me think how important it is to have sisters like all of you that can celebrate with me in the crazy things that, you know, God's calling us to do that it would be really lonely to have no one to celebrate the amazing things that God is doing and we have no one that, uh, else that understands what God can do or what he's doing in your life if all you had was the naysayers of the world. And right. yeah, what a gift that is. And, and that reality of what they have is also what we get to have here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is a really practical thing, but that I never thought of before. The angel said that Elizabeth was six months pregnant. And at the end of the scriptures, it says, Mary stayed with Elizabeth for three months. And I thought, what a provision of God. Mm. Mary got to be with Elizabeth through the birth of John the Baptist. Mm-hmm. She got to see it, experience it. And that that was God's way of answering her questions on a really practical level. And I just was like, oh, that that's just the icing on the cake so at the nice. end of that scripture that this young girl needed an older woman to help her with understanding with what that yes was was fully going to mean and got her ready for, you know, that trip on a donkey <laughs> when she was five months pregnant. <laughs> I was thinking as you were sharing, Mom, about Will You Bless Me and how Dad and or Neil in the book talks about Mary pondering these things in her heart. And so I was just thinking maybe as a takeaway today, like two things. I think you really opened up the scripture to us today in a really special way because you pondered on it. You know, you spent some real time reflecting on it. And I'm just reminded of how Mary pondered on the words that she heard and how they carried her through her life and just the importance of us pondering. But the other thing, which kind of ties to what Rachel was saying, is that she also had words spoken to her. The angels, the people they met in the temple, Simeon and Anna, who they met, she had reminders spoken to her and just the importance of being reminded about the words that the Lord has spoken to us throughout the years. Mm -hmm. And so that, you know, God does, one, He keeps His promises in His Word, but also He'll bring about reminders to help us along the way. So. So we need to ponder and surround ourselves with people who help us remember. Well, that's just a great way to end this, Jen. Thank you so much. And do invite all our listeners to use this next moment to allow the Lord to remind you of words He has spoken over you and through you and to you, and to really take some time 
when this is released, tomorrow is going to be Christmas Eve and Christmas. And I know it's going to be filled with a lot of things for some, some of us and some trials for others. But just today to take the moment to really allow the Lord to speak to you, to ponder his word in your heart. Amen.